Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Thursday morning in New Zealand uh, in Australia, of course, uh, it's just a little earlier in the morning. Uh, and that's where we're heading now to uh, interview um, one of my favourite broadcasters and Mark Howard. Now, uh, Mark Howard, you will hear as part of Fox's coverage of the Ashes series. He's been uh, a long time part of their team as well, does those great roving interviews in the morning with all the players uh, he's also, of course, uh, been uh, as an AFL commentator. He's been involved in Grand Prix, motorcycling, pretty much uh, an all-rounder in all capacities and very good at all of them. Uh, but also, uh, you may well be aware of Australia's number one sports podcast. It's called The Howie Games. And he has, uh, over a period of time, interviewed countless amounts of subjects and come up with some of the most uh, interesting podcasts you'll ever hear in terms of sports. So... He's a genuine contender, this bloke, and a good mate. And I say good morning to you, Mark Howard. Uh, thank you so much, Howie, for joining us. Gee, Smitty, if only you spoke to me that nicely in person over the bar, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. I, I appreciate it, mate. It's lovely to speak to you and to all your audience. Mate. I really appreciate you having me on. How are you, great man? I'm very, very good, uh, Howie. It took me a long time to write it, so I didn't want to mess up reading it, I can tell you that. Hey, here's, here's the thing, mate. Um, we're looking at Australian cricket. Of course, we had a test match starting ourselves tonight against India, but uh, a lot of the talk over here is, is about the situation in Australia. I thought I, I, thought I might talk to you because, uh, you know, you're, you're across a lot of these issues. Uh, I, I don't expect uh, we'll get all the answers, but it, it's a... It's a hell of a, an untimely mess, mate. At the best of times, it's not good. But right now, uh, what are we looking at? Uh, eight, about uh, 13 days out. Oh, it's a fortnight today. The ashes begin. So where are we at here? Yeah, well, firstly, Smitty, I thought I was coming on to talk about the T20 World Cup. But obviously, we've moved on <laughs> since then. Yeah, it's, it's remarkable, isn't it, mate? You know, a, a week and a half ago, things were pretty stable and pretty solid. The boys uh, coming back from um, Dubai were in quarantine. They were getting ready for a couple of practice matches, and away the Ashes were to go. There was a couple of positions up for dispute, but now things have obviously changed. Um, it's... Yeah, it's a very difficult time for Australian cricket. As you know, Speedy, we spend a lot of time together and, and um, you would know that Tim Payne's my favourite cricketer in the Australian current test side. So to see what's happened has been difficult for all of Australia. It's left me absolutely shattered. Um, like you, I don't like to go into the personal side of things, but I'm feeling for Tim and his family and all the parties involved and hopefully that can be put behind us because we want to be having cricket on the front page, not people's personal lives, I reckon, mate. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, as this drags on, and, a, and a, it appears to be dragging on, um, the villains are, are starting to all of a sudden, it seems on a daily basis, become more so Cricket Australia in the way that they've handled this or perceived to have not handled it from the outset. Yeah, you're right. I, it's always easy, isn't it, three or four years later to cast an eye over, over things. Society changes rapidly. People are under pressure to make decisions. Um, I, I'm not justifying what was done or, or what decisions were made. I think it really kicked up, though, when Cricket Tasmania came out. Obviously, Tim's at, at Tasmania and launched a really strong broadside against Cricket Australia, saying, 
that you've abandoned our man. We've been through the process, you signed off on it, and now you're changing your mind. There's a point of view there. I'd be interested to know what, what you think. It's such a it's such a, a difficult position to be in the public eye these days, especially in Australia. We've really become a country that, that really whacks people and whacks them hard and wants to see them on their knees. Now, Tim's admitted that obviously he did something that was inappropriate, um, but he's dealt with it with his family. It was dealt with in uh, the cricket associations. There was a full investigation and everything was cleared up. So the fact that it's come out now has left a bit of a bitter taste in plenty of people's mouths. But what do you reckon, Smith? Do you think he should have stepped down? Well, here's the thing for me. I mean, I, I look at the position. Uh, if this had been the Wallaby captain, if this had been the uh, Kangaroo captain, uh, anyone else in any other code, I feel um, in Australia it would not have reached the, the stage it has now. This, um, this job, uh, this captaining the Australian cricket team is the most high-profile, pro- most pressure-filled job in Australia. Um, and you only have to look at the reaction over the years when people have lost their job, etc., the tears that have flowed, the emotions around the thing to understand the importance of having that role. Um, so I, I've, I've, it's been handled very poorly. Um, you know, we've had people on the show to say that uh, it was at the time um, consensual. Other people say, how can an act like that possibly be consensual? I mean, there's, there's so many things that come into it for me. How uh, it's just the fact that it's the Australian cricket captain, uh, and the Ashes are just around the corner, which has made it such a monumental issue that, the, that a lot of the world are dining out on. Yeah, absolutely. And you can only go by, because we don't have all the facts, you know, you, you mentioned a couple of words there, Smith, because we don't have all the facts, you can only go on the investigation, which you presume, presume had all the facts. But anyway, it, it's in the past now. Tim, Tim has stepped down. He's still available for selection, which is a real uh, contentious point. So, as I say, we, we were trying to decide probably a number five batsman and potentially a bowler. Now we're, we're trying to find uh, a number five, potentially a bowler, the wicketkeeper and the captain. So from all reports, Steve Smith and, and Pat Cummins went through a process yesterday. But the way it's been discussed, you know, uh, these boys are being vetted and they're going back in their past and, and looking into nooks and crannies. It's, is that what we want to be doing to appoint the Australian crap, uh, captain? Does it need to be a full forensic audit? But that that seems to be the, the way Australia's moving at the moment as far as high-profile people go. As I say, we, we want to pump them up and then we want to tear them down. So so the, the bloke that takes over as captain of the Australian cricket team, which you would imagine will be Pat Cummins, we can discuss that, needs to be squeaky clean and never, never made a mistake in his life. That, that's the situation we're coming to. So it's a really, really high bar, mate. Yeah, and the interesting one for me, Howie, is uh, why, if that's the case, uh, why have they not pointed uh, Pat Cummins straight away just to, to nullify all the stuff and let's, OK, there's, there's a line in the sand. This is what, how we're going forward. Why have they not? Uh, are they not confident that Pat Cummins will play the five test matches? Was he never going to play the whole five test matches? Do they not want to uh, be scared of a change of leadership mid-time while Pat Cummins has a rest? Whatever. What are these scenarios we're looking at that, that perhaps they didn't even want to appoint the named vice captain as the successor? Yeah, well, well, I guess that is the issue, isn't it? You know, the, the regularity of injuries, although Pat has been extremely resilient since he returned to the test side after that long period out, I guess the great concern with any bowler, whether it's a rotation situation, are they really going to rotate the number one test bowler out of the side? I, I find that 
hard. I don't think that would happen. But if he picks up an injury, then there's much more chance that your vice captain is going to be captain. And if that vice captain is Steve Smith, then that opens a whole another whole can of worms for a lot of people. Not not for me personally. What I will say though, Smitty, it's a five or six person board, and I was filled with great joy that Mel Jones, one of our um, great friends and someone we both broadcast with a lot, who formerly uh, played cricket for Australia, she's on the board now. She's a elite commentator she is on that selection panel and I, I thought that that was a great move because she brings so much perspective and calmness to any situation as with the other people on the board so I was pumped to see that Jonesy is heavily involved on the selection panel mate I think it's a great move by Australian cricket that does it is there a possibility here uh, that Manus Lubbershane might be promoted out of the blue here or, or my personal belief is too soon way too soon too vital in the batting side of things too impressionable at this stage to wear, to, to wear the baggy green as a leader. That would be my look from the outside, but I could be wrong. Well, it's perspective and it's opinion, isn't it? I think what, you, what you've said, though, you've hit the nail on the head again, mate, that if, if it's not a combination of Cummins and Smith, who is it? Then immediately the, the senior players are the bowlers, so then you've got the same situation with the bowler. David Warner, rightly or wrongly, has been banned for life from any form of uh, position of authority in Australian cricket. So then who else is there? You, you, as I say, you haven't got a number five. You can't use your wicketkeeper. So it, it's Marnus, as you say. It's Marnus or Smith and Cummins. So for me, I, I think Cummins will do an absolutely fantastic job if given the opportunity. As you know, Smith, he, he is a wonderful man, a wonderful cricketer. Um, but I would have no problem being... Uh, Australia captain by Steve Smith again, but, but I may be in the minority there. I think he's, he's served a really, really harsh penalty and he deserves another crack, but I think they'll probably go with Paddy Cummins as your captain and Steve Smith as your vice-captain, but as we say, if there's any injury, then Steve will be the captain at some stage. Yeah, he will be. Um, uh, my, my final question on the issue is uh, the bulk of Australia, the fans, the people that matter as such, uh, have they forgiven Steve Smith? I think so. I think so. Uh, we, we talk about this media cycle where we build them up, Smitty, and then the tall poppy syndrome, we drag them, drag them, drag them down, and then we like a redemption story. I think the Australian public generally has, but you know, uh, but what you do have is really, really strong opinions in both camps. There are those that are saying he's done his time, which is the way I feel, but I'm strong about it, and then yet there are those that say there's no way this man can captain the country again. So it, it would be a divisive issue, which again is why you would imagine they won't go down that path. But who knows? Who knows? As I say, I'll be more than happy mm. for Steve to be captain again. I think he was a fantastic captain as well. Yeah, and he certainly is... Uh uh, a fantastic batsman, and Australians uh, will stand on their feet if he scores 100 in the Ashes. So mm. oh, I'm the same. I think he's going to play, uh, and you're prepared to accept his runs and his, his batting class, etc., uh, then I think you're almost obliged to accept his leadership and his captaincy. That, that would be my uh, take mm. uh, looking out. Let, let's put that one to bed, um, Howie. Uh, the, the Howie Games has been incredibly successful for you. Um, people can obviously get involved in it and watch it. Uh, how did it come about, and uh, how much joy have you had out of it over the over the time you've been doing it? Yeah, I, I love it to, to sit down with 150 people that um, I think are fantastic athletes and have a chat with them, Smitty, about what makes them tick. And broadcasters, uh, you're in there as well, which was a great thrill for me. It came about because 
I was just doing an interview with Lewis Hamilton five, six years ago at the Australian Grand Prix. And you know the way TV works, mate, a lot of your listeners would, that an interview might go for half an hour and only five minutes it gets to air because of the restraints of commercial television. And I was willing to an editor saying, mate, well, they've left 25 minutes of this bloke out here, a rock star. People need to say this. And he said, you should do a podcast with these people you get the opportunity to meet. And six years ago, I didn't know what a podcast was. I said, what is a podcast? And the first one I ever did, I sat down with Adam Gilchrist, a great friend of both of us, and a wonderful, wonderful man and a wonderful cricketer, um, and just had a chat about life with him and his career. And, and it sort of really blossomed from there, mate. And, and for me, to, to what it means for me personally, we've had a really rough run, as you have in recent times in New Zealand with COVID. So in a time where we couldn't leave our home and we were trying to do homeschooling and dealing with everything that was going on in the world in, in Victoria, where I am, to sit in the spare bedroom, Smithy, which is what it is, I call it a studio, but she's the spare bedroom, and chat with Kelly Slater or Tony Hawk or Steve Smith or Dan Ricardo or Mark Webber or Luke Longley or all these amazing athletes, Lane Beachley, Kathy Freeman, and have the privilege of chatting to them about what success means and how you deal with the difficult times and failure. It's been absolutely brilliant, mate. I've loved absolutely every moment of it. It's, it's a privilege to chat with these people. He's been, uh, you know, maybe your top three standouts, uh, and I'm not searching for anything here personally. I know I'd be in there. So just uh, take me out of it, uh, and at least just look at the, perhaps the, the top three, which you've got, which you've, at the end of it, hung up the phone and just said, oh, my God, how good was that? I mean, you know, take us through it. They don't have to be the biggest names. They're just the ones that were most revealing, most satisfying. Yeah, I think it's like trying to choose my favourite child, which comes and goes, depending on how they're, they're behaving of the two youngsters at my house. Luke Longley told incredible stories about a bloke from WA that grew up hoping to play basketball, went through some tough times, was drafted, got paid a lot of money, and all of a sudden was, was moved to a team called Chicago, and he walked in with Pippen, Rodman and Jordan and how he tried to fit into that team and you know he, he was having to check in uh, hotels under pseudonyms um, different names because they were just that big and he talked about what made Jordan so good he described Jordan out on the court as like a cage lion and they'd let him out and he'd get amongst them eat all the goats and the goats were the opposition so he was phenomenal I think some of the athletes that have been on the show Australian uh, triple Olympic gold medalist Kate Campbell to have the courage to talk about mental health issues and how difficult times can be when things go against you have been phenomenal. And then uh, for, your part of, for your part of the world, Adam Scott talking about being the first Australian to win the Masters and he goes through in detail, him and Stevie Williams, your great New Zealand caddy, about what they went through over the last 10 holes to win that tournament. They're, they're the ones that stick out in my mind. I've got a very recent favourite though, Smitty. Can I tell you about it? Yes, please do. So we normally get a nice lot of downloads in New Zealand, and you need to explain to me why this one hasn't been um, really popular in New Zealand, which surprises me. I sat down seven days ago with Adam Zampa, Mitch Marsh, and Aaron Finch, and we went through in forensic detail the T20 World Cup, including the final, and I'm just disappointed. I've not got more New Zealand listeners there. Any idea why that might be great, man? <laughs> no, I, I absolutely haven't. Um, probably, I mean... <laughs> If you, if you, it's uh, probably about the same amount of listeners if you were prepared to sit down with Tim Payne this afternoon. Well, well, I don't know. If, I don't know if the same amount of New Zealanders would give you this, the same reaction, Howie. So I guess you've answered your own question there. Um, uh, just, fi- just finally, one of the great features of it, which I love, 
is you get your kids to ask a question. Pickle, pickle, and the big penguin. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, um, and it's great for me because when we started off, my son, the big penguin, was six, and my daughter, the pickle, uh, he was four, and my daughter was six. So if I go back and listen to the first couple of episodes, the young fella, he is so little, he's not even in kindy, and now... You know, he gets to sit there, he walked in, I've got an episode coming up with Jimmy Anderson, which is very, very close to my heart, because as you know, I love cricket, and and the big penguin had come home from cricket training, and he, 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 we normally pre-record a question with him, and I play it through the phone, but he was adamant, he wanted to meet Jimmy, so to, to have these high-profile sports people, as I say, I'm in the uh, home studio, which is the the spare bedroom, and your nine-year-old walks in from cricket training with his whites on and sits down and gets to ask a couple of questions respectfully to Jimmy Anderson. As a broadcaster, etc., it's fantastic, but as a father, seeing these people like Jimmy Anderson have a quick chat to your son, it fills me with joy, Smith, as you would imagine. So, um, yeah, it's a privilege, and I hope people get to, to, uh, to listen to it in New Zealand. I've got that many messages from New Zealand saying you need to get Richie McCaw on, Smitty. Now, you are the most connected man in the whole New Zealand. So hopefully you can help me out with that because I've had countless messages about Richie. Okay, we'll see what we can do, Howie. Uh, speaking of, um, of uh, compliments, etc., cetera, uh, I've got to say thank you so much for your input this morning. Uh, so looking forward to it. Actually, I mean, we could talk for another, what, 90 minutes yeah. you lined me up for. So, and that was, that was uh, free of charge. So uh, we could go another hour. We can't because of time constraints. I'd love to hear... Uh, a couple of stories about Skull, Kerry O'Keefe and Warney in the, in the yeah. commentary box. But uh, we <laughs> shall look forward to watching the Ashes. I mean, we're, we're going to be glued, mate. It's on Sky TV over here. So uh, we're going to be glued and hope... hope um, right now, I think Australia still win. I think this will galvanise them. I really do. Uh, a lot of people saying it's doing them harm. I think this will galvanise them. So uh, here's the th- that's the thing for me. Uh, and I look forward, perhaps, with the quarantine on this side of the world freeing up a bit with us us and you guys, uh, perhaps to, to see you guys after Christmas at some point. Look forward to that in person. Yep. That'll be great. Obviously, um, New Zealand's coming over some, uh, some white ball cricket in February on Fox, so hopefully you're there, great man, because uh, where New Zealand go, you go. Okay, mate. Okay, Howie. Uh, thank you so much for your time this morning. Hope it all turns out well for you, mate, Tim. And uh, we see some cricket very shortly to take uh, away all those memories. Thank you, mate. Good on you, mate. Good luck against India. Thanks for having me on, Smitty, and uh, I hope all your listeners have a wonderful day.